right, welcome to another TED Talking segment of Talking BS here today. We are joined by a special guest. My good friend John Lamond is here to join us to talk about episode four of Talking BS. No. What episode, up, Talking BS Nation? Episode four of Ted Lasso. That's right. It's Sunday. We're clearly in lazy Sunday mode here, so the brain is working a little bit slower. But John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, boys. Glad to be here. So I'm just happy that I learned a new way to pronounce your name. Lemon D. Lemon that's right. That's, that's, anytime I see a question come up from now on, that is how I'm introducing you. So just know that that's how that's going going forward. That's pretty solid. Uh, pretty that's solid. perfect. Um, so let's just start off from the beginning. It's it's Christmas in August. Yeah, man. It was. Uh, they did it right too. They didn't half-ass it. I mean, even the uh, even the credits were full-on holiday mode. Yes, which I thought was pretty impressive. Sure. So also for the fact that we were in August, didn't see this coming at all. It makes no. it makes sense chronologically because soccer season and everything. But uh, I was just like, "Whoa, where are we? What's happening?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it continues to go with every episode being completely no one's expecting it. Yes. Right? I mean, I haven't expe- I haven't been able to figure out anything that's been going on this whole time, and I absolutely loved it. I uh, want to do want to give a huge shout out to uh, to Brandon Hunt, so I don't I don't forget it again. Uh, you like that? Right off the bat, I'm just, just going to get it out of the way. Want to make sure that I, I remembered uh, Coach Beard's name there uh, for the for the fantasticness. He did. See, I saw something that he tweeted. And Van, you've talked about this, right? How they kind of like tweet during the week and all this yes. kind of stuff. So this one wasn't from the Coach Beard account. It was from his personal account that basically said, "Hey, when we were releasing these, we thought it was going to be three episodes week one, and then this would be week two. Just like they did in season one, where uh, they had three episodes right at first, and they went weekly. He didn't know, or Jason, I guess, is what he was saying. No, nobody knew that that's how they were releasing them until it started getting released that way. So I at least vindicated me for getting angry at the first episode uh, of the really big one. I, I at least feel better about that. So you, shout out, Mr. You. Hunt. I appreciate you making me feel better. I, I started to take notes as I watched this show because it's so fast. It, look, the, the references are so fast. They go by so quickly that like I, you miss them. And some of them go over my head and I don't get the reference. So I actually went back and looked up some of the lines from this, from this episode. Give me some nice. good ones. They're outrageous. Yes. Give me some good ones. Well, give I'm, me some good I'm ones. gonna give them to you as we go through. But uh, so we kick we kick off and they're doing dirty uh, not dirty Santa, secret Santa. There was sexy Christmas though. That happened as well. That was yes. interesting. Yeah, well, dude. kind of. Um, but we've got we got this opening scene with uh, secret Santa. <laughs> when Rebecca comes in and says she's going to Elton John's house, and Ted goes, "Well, hold me closer, tiny dancer, prancer, and vixen." <laughs> I, I lost it. I lost it. What a great start. Yep. Yeah, man. He's he's very witty. And I want to know how much of this stuff, me, you guys may have looked it up. I want to know how much of his lines are ad-libbed and how much are actually written. Or if he's just going off the cuff. I, I was wondering that. I think I think with it being such a short show, being like 30 minutes, I'm, I'm assuming it's mostly written. The wit yeah. is probably written in. But I wouldn't be surprised if on set he's like throwing quick quick stuff out there. For sure. He probably changes Definitely. the script as like as they get, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like he probably does add, maybe not ad lib like in the moment, but yeah. he probably as he goes adds a few little he, tweaks here he and like, there where he can he put like them in. Corey's it a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Just goes off script just a little bit, just <laughs> yeah. just Corey's it. All right, yeah. subtle dig. Sorry, joking, joking, joking. <laughs> um in that same scene, he called Higgins Higgy Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss that. I missed Dude, that. I wa- uh, I've watched it twice now, and I didn't miss. It. I didn't catch it the first time. But he goes, "Hickey Smalls," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so good!" Dude. 
Um, and then of course, Jamie comes in without a present and they wrap it for him and he goes, God bless me, everyone. <laughs> I absolutely love that. That, that. that started it off for me. I was, I was so enthralled by that. And that was really the only thing we heard from Jamie all episode though. This yeah. was a very yeah. non-Jamie episode mm-hmm. whatsoever after the past few had been pretty heavy with him uh, kind, of, kind of out in front. So going off script, John, what do you think about Jamie so far this season? Man, I like the arc they're taking with it, especially since last season he was kind of the, uh, the I, want, I don't want to say villain, but almost almost the villain. Yeah. Um, and this one, they're kind mm-hmm. of taking him in the totally opposite direction. It's a redeeming storyline, which I'm really enjoying. Do you think that's um, going to continue? I think so, man. Or is I he going to falter? Either that or they finished that arc in the last episode and like now the team accepts him, so we're moving on. Um, or he may falter again. I think, I don't know. I've got a pretty good intuition, I think, and I can see something happening between the, the love triangle there with him, Roy, and, and Keeley. Oh, no. Don't break up Roy and Keeley. Oh. Moving into the next scene, Phoebe's breath. Man. That was that. Y'all, y'all, look, y'all are <laughs> both, par- y'all there, are there, both parents. <laughs> y'all are both parents, so it probably hits you different. But Phoebe comes home, and she's upset. She's crashing sexy, sexy Christmas. And <laughs> when they lean in to smell her breath, I thought that it was just going to be a non-scene. And then when Keely almost throws up, <laughs> I'll lose it. And then Jamie, uh, Jamie, Roy, Roy gets in there. <laughs> his, when his, when his eyes, when his eyes like flutter a little bit and he goes, I think you might actually be dying. <laughs> Yes. Dude, I was I was peeing my pants like that. That Dude. one, that got me. That got me. It just dead. his face, like it sinks. He's like, I've been in locker rooms with football players my whole life, and like he died. You could see him die inside, and he's like, you th- I think you might actually be dying. Yeah, man. Dude, so, he, Roy is Roy is one of my favorite characters, and that that scene is a perfect example as why because it's all in his facial expressions. Yes, like yep. somehow he is always stone cold, but he his lines come out and just hit so hard, and that one was perfect. So we've given ours. We asked Ben for his. Now that you brought that up with Roy being one of your favorites, mm. give us give us the top five. Top who you five. got character wise? Top five. Character wise, top five. Roy's definitely number one for me. Um, number two would have to be Ted, uh, which are the two no brainers. I think, I think three. So. Three would probably be Coach Beard, and then four and five. That's tough. Um, Rebecca would be four. I would say it's between Rebecca and man, I don't know about a fifth. Probably Keely, just because I've got to uh, yeah, put her in so there somewhere. Many. Keely's yeah. funny. So many good ones. So many good ones. I absolutely love it. I think our list yeah. is pretty similar. I can't even remember my top five anymore. You had a 1A, 1B. I think, I think with, they were pretty. Yeah. Yeah, with Roy and Ted. So I think they're pretty yeah. close. You had them the other way, right, Van? You had them. Like one A, one B. I think Ted Roy. Ted and yeah. Then, yeah. So um, in that same scene, though, and you guys are parents, and you're, you know, obviously this isn't Roy's kid; it's his nephew, right? Niece. Niece. Yep. That's what I meant. Yeah. Nephew. You <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't even know. So <laughs> she's like, that's Bur- a different episode. Bernard. Uh, <laughs> Bernard. Uh, you know, made fun of me or whatever. And Roy goes, where does Bernard live? <laughs> yes. yes. His yes. Look, he's ready to go punch a six-year-old boy in the face. 
And then uh, Keely is like, you can't go beat up a little kid. And he's like, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I love how oh, they great. set that up and they come back to it later. So moving on, um, then next we see Ted um, having this FaceTime Christmas with his family back home, with his son. And it's just, ah, uh, just tugs at your heartstrings because, like, he gets in the drone and he's just gone and that's it. He, there's no connection for him. It, that's, that's over. I Would will you? say now that Jonah's getting a little bigger, it's almost like that's what Christmas is. You know, it's great for the first, like, hour, two hours, and then whatever you get them, that's what they're going. And it's like, well, okay, that was nice. I'm glad you enjoy it, but I'm going to go back to sleep now. So, that I, I, at least, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a trade-off right there. I don't know, how, how, old are, how old are your kids? And I've got a seven-year-old Anna Kate and a four-year-old Jonah. Oh, hey, look at that. Yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, awesome. I get when that scene, man, once, once his kids started getting preoccupied with the drone and the wife was kind of like, sorry, we'll, we'll see you later. You could just see, like, even though he didn't express it, man, you could tell there was heartbreak there. So I've talked about this on this podcast before. It's a Wonderful Life is one of my, it's my number one Christmas movie of all time. I associate myself with George Bailey. I just, it's just what, it just hits me. It hits me right in the chest every season. And the way they played that into this show was absolutely beautiful. If you notice the scene that they, that he's watching is George about to, he's about to jump off the bridge and Clarence comes in and jumps off to save his life. Yep. And you literally see Ted at like his worst. He's, he's contemplating, he's going down the hole and then Rebecca throws the rock at the window and she pulls him out of it. It was the, that little parallel there. I saw it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is I absolutely amazing. Well done. It was like the, the scene that, that they, they save each other and it pulled, pulled you out of it. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, but then obviously him and Rebecca go out on this gift giving tour, which I thought was just so wholesome. Come on. It, it was. It was great. Which is the great. name of the show, man. That's, what, that's part of the reason the show's so great is how wholesome it is, or at least Ted is. Um, yeah. Well, but yeah, I, mean, I thought that whole, is at this point. Yeah, that's true. He's kind of cleaned up the team a little bit for sure. So, but yeah, even I thought that whole scene with him and Rebecca doing the gift giving tour really brought the two of those. I mean, they were already pretty close, but for the viewers, it almost kind of cinched that whole relationship up a little bit more. So let me ask a question that's probably not an appropriate question. <laughs> okay. But I thought so too. Are Rebecca Corey. and Ted. I thought so too. Are, are they eventually going to kind thought. of find their They're, way together? Hey. Right? Like, what's what are we doing? When what she said when she said what's next, I'm like, are they? Is she inviting that's him over to her I'm house? Talking. Like, yeah. I thought I, it was right there. It was right there. So no, you're not crazy, and that was not inappropriate. Um, no. So here's two things that I had to look up that I thought were pretty cool. First of all, Twitter. We were talking about it. Um, when they go to give gifts to that house, that's a real thing in real life. It's called Poverty Alleviation Charities. They do this program called Letters from Santa. And I guess comedians in like Chicago and some other cities will receive letters from kids and they'll go buy the, the things on the list and they'll hand deliver the, the, the wow. presents to the kids huh. in need. That's, that's pretty awesome. awesome. Blew my mind. There's a whole thing online about it. You can go find that there. So um, another, another line that I just... I'm sitting here watching it. And I'm just looking stuff up. When they go to the the is it Buskers? Is that what they call them, Buskers? Or what yeah. they got the playing on the street? Yeah. Who Ted, was it? That had to be somebody famous, right? I don't know. I don't. I don't they were pretty solid. He was. They were too good. To we not had, be. we had that guy from last year too, who was great. But I think he yeah. also was just like a a street performer. Dang man, which, like they were, they've been really good. How cool of it of Sudeikis and Hunt to like bring in these like potentially like no name people to do 
to be on the show. It's crazy. So anyways, he throws in like what I'm assuming is like $5. And then Rebecca's like, here's a thousand. (laughs) And Ted says a line that went right over my head the first time. And I, I didn't get the reference, but he says, guess that's what I get for trying to take a piss next to John Holmes. I was like, who's John Holmes? Yeah, he's like one of the most prolific uh, porn stars of all time, apparently. <laughs> I looked it up. I looked it up, and it's like from like, he's like a 70, he's a 70s porn star. And he says, guess that's what I get for trying to take a piss besides John Holmes. <laughs> wow. All right, well, I didn't know that one either. Well, I uh, also okay. didn't expect it. I was like, what does that mean? And I looked it up. I was like, oh, I get the joke now. <laughs> I mean, I made oh, That's fantastic. I, I picked up on the line when he said it, and I made an assumption like, oh, I guess that's a, a, a well-endowed individual. I, I didn't go as far as to figure out it was a porn star. I assumed <laughs> I assumed I knew what the joke meant, but I didn't know who the person was. And uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so yes, dude. But back to your thing, Corey. I totally thought there were some vibes there. There were. Are some. we going to be okay if that happens? Is that like I don't coaching owner coaching owner. I think so. I mean, I think that's the natural, like, I can see it happening to your original question, Corey. I can definitely seeing the story naturally progress that way because they're both, they're both kind of firing their way. Ted's still in the depressed stage and she's kind of moved on at this point and is looking for somebody because she's dating. So I don't know, maybe, maybe he moves on at some point and they, they get together, but I think I'd be all right with it. I got it. You know how it's going to happen? I just figured it out. I've, I've, I've cracked the code. They're both going to get on banter. And start talking to each other, not realizing that's who they're talking uh, to. Because he made the joke in like episode two, right? Uh, well, hey, what if I do get on there and find my soulmate and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's happening. Figured it out. Done. You're talking about, you're talking like a, a little you've got mail callback there? <laughs> hey, situation. Here we go. Here we go. I'm telling you, it, I, I could see it. I, I don't think banter it. has gone away. So one other thing I want to talk about real fast is Ted's shoe game is just yes. 100. It's definitely a sneakerhead. <laughs> yeah. I had to. I had to. Dude, John, you were saying there's a couple scenes where it's just like, whoa. Man, there was a few scenes, and it was almost blatant. Like, they were showing you, like, look look at my boy's kicks. So he's 100%. definitely a sneakerhead. I keep wanting to see his closet, see if he's just filled with shoes. So Ben Harrington, who jumped on last episode with us, sent me a video on YouTube. I'll, I'll send it to you guys. I, I may tweet it, too. But... um it's Sudeikis in like some sneaker shop in I think LA, and he is just picking stuff off the off the rack, and it's just the high end high end sneaker game. Oh, yeah. He's talking about his collection at home. You should go. You should go watch that. I didn't realize it, but it makes sense having watched the show because the sneakers are always unlocked. Like even in oh, the yeah. first season, they're they're just like your typical like dad white sneakers. But then he's got some of these like higher end like Nikes and stuff, and it's like, ooh, okay, Ted's yeah. bringing the heat, dude. Oh. Yep. I wish I wish I was educated enough on sneakers to be able to pick out like oh he's wearing he's wearing the Air Force 1s or whatever sneaker it is but I can't do it. So no. <laughs> I, I you know what on, on, I know you're looking at me cuz I'm the one that would absolutely know this but I do not and I need to get up on this cuz it is a very popular thing right now is the yep. the, the the high-end Nike's um, they left the store and I think they bought four pairs of shoes or five and it was $4500. Sheesh. There was a pair. There was yeah. a pair that were twelve hundred bucks, and I'm like, they go on your feet. They go. No, that's art. At they that go. Point. They go. Yeah. Be- they go between you and the ground. Yep. <laughs> okay. I couldn't. I couldn't see myself doing that. I'd have to tiptoe everywhere. 
<laughs> I'll spend two hundred dollars. Then you're going to but then you're going to creep the top of your tiptoe everywhere. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, that's There's true. No it's a good point. Here. It's a good, no good very, very good point. But yes, Ted Lasso's shoe game on point. Before we move on, I we totally went away from what happened last episode. Like that was all business and serious and social justice. And all of a sudden here, we're just having, it's just holiday. You know good. what I'm saying? Yep. Feel good. All of those problems are going to come back. I would assume in the next few episodes, like we're going to have to figure out what's going to happen after Sam, you know, I'm assuming that's not a closed loop. That's going to lead to other stuff. What's their I, record now? I know it was on the whiteboard on the wall. What, but four, what four and 14. <laughs> Was that, or was that, was that okay. what it was? 14, 14 ties, yeah. That's it's insane. Um, so, moving on. We go back to Roy and Phoebe and Keeley walking around house to house looking His for a dentist. What did you guys think? I mean, we talk about poop on here sometimes. We just do. <laughs> Roy's interaction with the kid talking about poop in his pants was... <laughs> Dude, I thought it was it was it was beautiful. I thought, as funny as it is, as funny as the the, the subject is, I thought it was beautiful. I mean, that was Roy getting down. It almost reminded me of you remember Billy Madison, where he's like, "Oh, it's cool to pee your pants." Yes, it's yeah. almost a similar conversation he had with that kid. And all of a sudden, because it's Roy, that kid was like, "Oh, sweet." Awesome. Roy does it too. I thought it was beautiful. I'm Miles Davis. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just veiled the way you teed that. We talk about poop sometimes. So let's just, let's just do this. Let's talk about some poop again. Like Corey, it's like no big deal. It's come up. <laughs> Triathlons. It's fa- true. Fast food. There's just, you know, some. We, it has come up quite a few times. When, oh, when, man, no, when Roy awesome. is telling the story at first and Keely's like, finish it. And then he goes, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. <laughs> 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 oh. God, Roy, Roy uh, is so, you just love to love Roy. I want to, I want to have a, well, let's do, just do that now. I love Roy because it's like the dichotomy of man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's this like, like strong, silent type. Like he's, he's got all the traditional male characteristics, but then he's got this soft side that's like, he talks about his feelings and he goes to yoga and he like, he obviously loves Phoebe and like, he's very protective. It's just, you just love to love him. Then he just Absolutely. snaps his knee back in place like it's no big deal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's a hard ass, but he's also a softy. And it, yep. it's, it's just, it's, I love his character. Any other Perfect. thoughts on Roy? The guy no, I think he nailed it. Use the F word. <laughs> yes, he does. Very, very true. Very, very true. <laughs> um, so they, they finally find a dentist. And I thought that scene was adorable. <laughs> Phoebe, Phoebe's going up there on my list of favorite characters too. By the way, she's got some great lines. The more she yeah. gets to go, man, she is funny. She is super. She's like, funny. have you had any uh, extra stresses or anything in life? She's like, no, I've been working with my breathing exercises. <laughs> <laughs> the most adult answer coming from like, I'm a, she's like six, right? No, nine. Yeah. She nine? Nine. Yeah. Soccer, soccer. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the smoker, the smoking comment. Oh, yes, yeah, smoking. smoking. The next, the next question was like, "Have you have you taken up smoking?" She's like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not." So good. And then you think this is a serious scene that's over, and then all of a sudden, the ussy kid returns. Oh, Dude, mate, yes. could I get an ussy real fast? <laughs> oh, not not with you though, Ke- Keely. You were instrumental in my adulthood. Are you whatever you said, adolescence. Whatever you said, like, oh, I know what you were doing. <laughs> wicked, wicked mate, wicked mate. <laughs> Dude, and that guy was in what two two scenes last season? The the first episode on the plane, and then at the end with Jamie in the barber shop yep. or whatever. 
Um, Man, good pull for you guys. I did not even recognize that he, he, was, he had been in it before. Hey, this the Yussie kid. So good. So good. Then we all end up, the whole the end of the episode ends up at the party, at the party for the guys that are, um, that they don't have family in town because they're yeah. international. <sighs> I do think it says a lot that, you know, they've talked about it, right? The, the party has grown from two, maybe three players showing up to yep. like the entire team showing up <clears throat> to Higgins' house to be there and, and to make it. I mean, I'll go ahead and give away my ending quote here, but it was definitely, you know, Higgins' quote there, you know, we're, to, to, to the family uh, that we have when we're born and the family that we make along the way. Yeah. I mean, I think that that says any and everything that you possibly could about how good this group of characters has become and, and how great they really are together. Absolutely, man. <clears throat> I was going to make the same point when we were talking earlier, um, but just how, because you're right, at the beginning he was like, oh, you usually have two people show up. And then the entire team shows up and they're wondering where everybody's going to sit. Um, to me, what the thing I got out of that, um, Van's going to laugh at this because my, my world right now is, is leadership. And that's what, part of the reason I love this show is because it's leadership 101, especially season one. Um, and I, I've almost, I've actually got a development class at, at my work that I teach and I made everybody in my class watch it because it's like, guys, it's funny, but you're also going to learn some, some real hard That's lessons awesome. when it comes to leadership. Um, but this scene was the epitome of that for me because it was like, all right, we went from having maybe two people show up to the whole team show up. And I think that's a huge testament to Ted's leadership because he's built this culture within the team where everybody just wants to be together during Christmas. And that was pretty powerful. It's absolutely a, a culture lesson for sure. Yeah. Um, there were, there were some funny scenes along the way there with like, uh, was it the French guy that brought like the date? Yeah. <laughs> and like the 15 year old kid is just like, just googly eyes. Staring at it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like drooling in the yeah. corner. Oh, the the, so the Nerf war. Can't we all relate to a Christmas Nerf war? You know what I'm saying? Yup. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, and was it the, the Swedish guy that brought, I don't know, it was like fried chick or something, chicken? And yeah. he's like, oh, is this, a, is this a Swedish holiday special? He's like, no. No, he's like, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like the first like five that walk in are all just hammered drunk already. Too. Let's get, I heard like, you heard, let's get yeah, drunk. Let's get yeah, drunk. I that. Like, yes, I, I heard that. We, I think we, he's the same guy who said, yeah, I walked into your neighbor's house a second ago, but I'm here now. <laughs> let's get drunk. <laughs> we, do, uh, we do one more clip scene back to uh, a just soulful moment of bullying and, and response and forgiveness with Phoebe going to confront her, uh, her bully, Bernard, Bernard, they call him Bernard. All right. I got to ask if either of you, I mean, sure. Surely you guys did. What movie did they reference though? It's, it's love actually. Isn't that what it's called? Yes. It's called? Thank you. Yes. Love I actually. Win. That was perfect. I win. Liam Neeson's and his kid. Yep. Okay. Snape. I know well, Snape's in there. I feel bad because I <laughs> did not, I've not seen that movie. I'm probably going to get, probably going to get killed for that. Or Dude, maybe, or maybe, will murder you. maybe it's just been a very, very long time, but I totally missed that reference. It was an amazing scene. Even if it was borrowed or inspired by, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, they did yeah. the Christmas carolers, the whole thing. Dude, SNL's done a few of those skits, too. I'm surprised you hadn't seen those. I've seen where they have the cards and they move the cards yeah. with the words. That's, that, that was pretty popular like on YouTube and stuff a couple years ago. But um, I will say, even though, though it was heartfelt, there were some funny moments in there, too, where it's like, you're going to have to deal with him. And he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Roy's grunt yeah. is the best. And he goes, and her. And she's like, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. And it's just adorable because it's like in kids writing too. She's like, if you don't do this, then you'll be sick forever. Or something. Or stinky. <laughs> stinky. You. Was it stinky? You'll be stinky yeah, forever. Stinky. Yeah. Shame oh on you. My then gosh. he apologized, right? I mean, like he it shows like, even little kids. It's I even know. little kids are dumb. We were dumb so, little kids once. So innocent, right? Just that what a scene. From scene to scene to scene, it's just like just all of it at once. So then we go back and we're closing off. We do the toast. Corey's quote was there. I wrote that down as well. That was obviously like, you know, impact. That was the quote. Yeah. That was yeah. It. Yep. And just having family there and like the team being family and just the cohesion there. You know what I'm saying? You, I can only hope that this leads to wins on the pitch. But um, let's talk about the outro. Dude, Damn, Rebe- Rebecca. She you think kid sing. She can. Was that her to pipe in somebody's voice? That's her. We, I looked really? it up. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that was her singing in season one, too, with the Frozen song. And, wow. Um, so apparently she's like a like a trained singer and stuff. Like She did Broadway, I think, for, for before. <laughs> um, but yes, that was actually her singing, which is that, impressive. That's impressive. That's very impressive. Um, in fact, so much so that they said that she actually, t- like, she tried to make it sound more like the character would sing it instead of, like, being, like, how she would sing it. So she, I'm not going to say she tried to sing worse, but like she tried to sing like but she, she thought that Rebecca worse. would sing. Yeah. <laughs> but she tried to sing. That's crazy. I know, right? Um, wow. How do you have to be to be like, well, let me see. Let me, let me judge let me, how good, like, you know, let me fine. Let me tune down this a little bit. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Because I still thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we're yeah, all, we're all singing in the street and then there's the little postcard, Christmas card closure thing there. And then end episode four just perfection absolutely i was glad to see ted come at the end there too because that was my the whole episode i was like all right this whole party the christmas party they're having is about people that don't have family with them so why isn't ted there why isn't ted there and then i was glad to see him come in at the end finally he kind of so, seemed like a loner throughout this the episode and yeah it's kind of like rebecca pulling him into the fold and like this is your family now you know yep um i was scared that we were going to go back dark with ted Nah, I, th- I don't think we have to go towards uh, Led Tasso anytime soon either. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, they, he's, he's back. He's back to Ted. And I just, dude, I'm, I do have an idea on where the next one's going. It is solely because I did something I have not done before. And I actually looked ahead at the previous episode a little bit. It's entitled Rainbow. Had a picture of Nate on there. And I'm thinking maybe that's why he's been so angry in these first couple episodes. Oh. Why he makes the reference to, you know, well, you know, girls are picky, you know, to me, I'm picky about girls, whatever. Oh. I think we're going down to explore that maybe in an episode where Nate's going to come out as gay. Interesting. No, nothing is off um, the table for this show. Like they, no. they've, they've, they've dove headfirst into all kinds of things. And we talked about it last week with the social justice, with the Air Dubai thing, uh, or Dubai Air, whatever. Um, the way they present these topics are, are just so well done. You, you ha- you're so rooted in the characters already that when they go through these problems or they're faced with these things, it's just like it's so natural, you know? Absolutely. Now you could be onto something there too. I, that would to- make total sense if that's the next episode where it goes. I mean, that's what they're. This whole season's pretty much doing is tackling social issues with the exception of i guess this christmas one um so i'm interested to see i almost well, hope they do go down that route now that you've said it i'm like all right i want to see that <laughs> right now now i think it could happen but 
even in the Christmas episode, they address colonialization with uh, with uh, Sam, right? You that's know, what true. What that's Christmas true. And, well, you know. <laughs> and 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 bullying and yeah, childhood bullying. bullying as well. There that's was, good point. There, yeah, little, are, you're good at all. There right. are I'm just there are so many lessons throughout this show, and that, and that's kind of what I was going to get to is like. Every episode, I'm thinking, okay, we'll have a lull. There'll be like a kind of filler episode. Not, we've not, I've not seen one yet like that. Every episode is so packed and it's so this tight, and there's just so much going on. I'm, I've really enjoyed doing these because it actually forces me to like think about each scene as it's coming up, and it's just, it is an unbelievable show. Agreed. Oh, I'm excited to see where it goes. What's uh, so is that is that the the bigger picture? Yeah, and then just where where are we going next, and and how do we how long do we take this ride? Are we getting? Because yeah. I think you and I talked about this on one of these, but I don't think this show should go on for ten seasons. This should be no. a three season, four season loop, and then just close it, say goodbye, do a, a nice send off, write it well, and be done. Um, it may be a movie. I don't know. I wouldn't hurt my feelings. Oh. I just I'd go watch it. Ooh. <laughs> Dude. Man, Corey's got some ideas today. Ted, I love Ted Lasso it. movie. Oh my gosh! I would go see it. Oh man, I would, I would, I would go to the box office for that one for sure. Absolutely. So John, it is, uh, it is interesting. I think so. The first, so me and another one of my buddies that loves this show, we've been talking about it. So the first season had a much broader uh, story arc that kind of continued through the whole season. And so I was curious when this season started, like, all right, what's what's going to be the big play here? And there's not really, I mean, there's a few one-offs here and there, but there's not really one general story arc that's continuing through. And at first, I was turned off by that. I was like, ah, oh, I'm kind of bummed. But now the more I'm watching it, especially after this episode, it's like, all right, every episode is tackling something different, and I'm really enjoying it. So, But that actually is a counter-argument to what I just said, which is, okay. that's like The Office. Where it's yeah. like every episode is its own challenges and funny stories and things. <clears throat> there are some common, like larger arcs, but they go in and out of them. Like this episode, the Christmas episode, we didn't really move forward the plot too, too much. No. Like that's a good counter argument. If they keep doing it under that structure, they could probably take it a lot longer and just have like just little episodes that tackle things. Yeah. I will say that was one of the biggest <laughs> things that I thought week in, week out watching the episodes last year was going to be, is this going to be the episode where Ted finds out? Like, is this going to be the episode? You know, I, so to your point, yep. yeah, that's exactly, you know, I thought that going in right now, I don't know what to think. I don't, I have no idea what to think yep. anymore when I'm going into one of these things. I missed, I missed one of the lines that I thought was awesome was when Rebecca picks him up and he's like, she's like, oh, last year I just stayed home and drink, uh, drinking and plotting terrible things. And he's like, oh, like what? And it was like that wink, wink. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That one got me. That one got me. Oh, that little wink nod thing there. Lemon D, any, any of your favorite jokes that maybe we've missed so far? No, man, I think you guys knocked them out of the park. The, uh, the Love Actually callback was a big thing I wanted to go back to because I thought it was beautiful but also funny, to your point, especially with Roy's little grunt in there. Um, <laughs> no, I think you guys called out. Well done on your part, Van, for taking notes the second time around because I think you nailed all of them. There's just so much. Like, I, I found that it, I wasn't going to do it service. Uh, I was going to do it a disservice if I didn't like remember all of that stuff for this episode because there was so much going on. Um, yeah, John, any, any thoughts from the first four episodes that, you know, we kind of focused on four today, but one, two, and three, any, any callbacks or things that you've enjoyed from the season so far? Uh, so episode three, I think I texted this to you, Van, but I think episode three was the best episode of the season up to that point 
for sure. I mean, episode one was kind of, for me, it wasn't my favorite. It kind of, I think I had, went in with too much expectations. A lot of, um, a lot of hype, so, a lot of excitement. <clears throat> yeah. First it kind of, back, yeah. Yep, kind of landed flat for me. Um, season two ramped it up a little bit, and then season, or I'm sorry, episode two ramped it up. Episode three really knocked it out of the park, and this one, I think, followed up right beside it. Um, so hopefully that's a sign of things to come for the rest of this season um, as, every, if, as every episode continues to build on itself. So I'm just excited to see where it goes. To Corey's point, we don't have a clue, but any, I'm excited about any it. Any bold predictions, though? Like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you think will happen? What do you want to happen? Man, what do you think? Right, hold on, I, no. let me let me reword that question okay. because you mentioned this okay. earlier with the three-way love triangle. Where yeah. where do you think that that's going? So the man. So here's my. You're gonna make me mad if you end up going one way with this. <laughs> no, no. I think I think I think Roy and Keeley are gonna be together forever. I think regard even if even if even if he finds his way into a love triangle again, I think it's still going to come out with the two of them. Um, it'll just cause some drama for a little bit. But I think to answer the question of where is this going? So first season, right? They get, they do horrible and they end up getting, um, what's it called in, Re- in relegated. football? Relegated. 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 There you go. So now, so now they're in a lower level of playing, right? So my original thought was, all right, so this season is going to be all about getting back into um, getting promoted again. Yes. And then the next season was going to be about them winning the whole thing. Now, that's changed a little bit. I don't know if we're still on that path or not. Maybe we are. But on a smaller scale, I can see now that Jamie's back on the team, as grumpy and unhappy as Roy seems, I would find it hard to believe he doesn't find his way onto the team somehow. And with that, him and Jamie kind of have to work out their shit. So, As a player or as a coach? I don't know. Somehow, one way or the other. Probably, I, I would want to see him as a player because I don't know if there's room on the coaching staff for him. Maybe there is. I don't know. Um, but as a player, I just, I just would like to see the dynamic of him and Jamie working their crap out and, and playing together to win it all. Or Ro- I think that would be – Go ahead. And I just think that would be crazy. I mean, I, I, we've talked about wanting to get him back as a coach. I think every one of these reviews – so I didn't even consider him coming back as like the dark horse player, like he did at the very end of the season one. Got in there for you know one last sprint and, and the whole yeah. thing. But I mean, hey, you never know. Fast, fast yeah. forward, fast forward two seasons. Roy has been the oh, assistant. Roy has been the assistant coach, and at the series finale, t- Ted says, "They're all yours now, buddy. You're you're ready for it." And Ted rides oh. off into the sunset and leaves Roy Does as the give head him coach the of Richmond. Coach Nate Whistle in the box. Something like I mean, I'm sure. Oh man. <laughs> That would no. that would give me good that, that would give me good. goosebumps. Could you imagine that? Would that would be like, good. I like that yeah. call. I you just, like that you call. You gotta think a lot. Roy is coming back to the team in some capacity, right? Just for, for the sake of the show. Maybe in real life, I don't know how that would work out, but like, you know, maybe it's Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking coach. I think he's beyond the playing days, the way that the way they presented it last season. But he could he could do a come out of retirement thing for like a stretch to like get them promoted at the end. I, I don't know. I don't know. Thinking about it more now, I almost think the coach is it almost has to be what it's going to be only because in the first episode he finished coaching that little girls team yes. and that could be that's yes. that's perfect foreshadowing so and you got to think about the dynamics there so then he's coaching Jamie Tart who is like yeah you know and then he's got Ted that he's working with those whole all those dynamics would be so good to see yeah, oh but- gosh I think we're going to get it I think we're going to get it in some, at some point all right any closing thoughts from anybody here 
I already nope. used my quota. I know. You know? I, I, <laughs> I, I don't have my, I, you know, my, my full deal. To the family that we make along the way then. How about that? Good way to end Heck it. Yeah, hey, John, perfect. Lamont, thank you. Lemon D, Mr. Lemon D. Lemon D. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for this uh, TED Talkin' review of episode four. Again, you can check us out on Twitter at Talkin' underscore BS and Instagram at Talkin' underscore B underscore S. I might have switched those, but you'll figure it out. And on <laughs> the like tic- TikTok. And on the TikTok machine. <laughs> you right. got this. You'll figure it out, you know. <laughs> <laughs>